Shivani, we bout to party, we bout to party, unrestricted, got the house now, we gon' turn it up, up, bring the house down, got that big space pump and make them bounce now, flossing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. Welcome everybody to AEW Unrestricted, we are the official podcast of All Lead Wrestling, I'm Tony Shivani, who is wide awake by the way. And my partner, Aubrey Edwards, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I am not wide awake, but you're also three hours ahead of me in the future. So there you go. Well, you need to move to the East Coast, girl. That's what you need to do. Nope. No, thank you. Okay. So, hey, it's uh, we are we are really, really uh, excited and intrigued uh, about uh, this guest. Intrigued is a good word. <laughs> yes. Being with us. Dan Housen has joined us, one of the newest members of AEW. Dan Housen, how are you? Ah, oh, pretty good. It's a bit early, though, I think. Okay, do you wait me, Dan? I was going to wake up early AMs to come on this podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see the dark circles uh, around your eyes, so I know it's very early for you. <laughs> oh, my. I feel famished. <laughs> uh, listen, on, on social media, I've been trying to join William Regal and Chris Jericho, the Chris Judas Satisfaction Friendship Society. How's that going? Oh, I, th- I think it's pretty good. I think I'm uh, breaking some barriers, breaking some walls down, if you will. Uh-huh. You know. See what you did there. Well, uh, yeah, there was a pun on accident. I realized they were saying it as it was happening. So, live and in person. <laughs> uh, I think we're doing well, though. I posted the photo of Dan Housen in classic WrestleBoy gear, and uh, I think I'm going to get slapped soon and join them. I want to actually talk a little bit about how we met, since it's related to this current question. We met on the cruise. Yes. When did your relationship with Chris Jericho start? Oh, probably a few months before the cruise. Chris Judas discovered Dan Housing via the fan housings on Twitter. Uh, he's asking who should be a guest on his wonderful podcast. And uh, they said Dan Housing. He said there's an open invite. And then we started to uh, text. Then he was invited on there. And then later he got invited on the cruise where we met. And also, that's where Dan Housen's uh, satisfaction friendship uh, came from with Chris Judas. Another thing that happened on the boat, for those that don't know. Oh, yes. Yes, the, the gun club has been referred to as the Ass Boys. Oh, yes. I believe that began there thanks to Dan Housen. Yes, it actually began on the cruise. And I think I was there for the, the moment of its inception, if you will. For, for the fans that don't know the backstory, can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, yes. So. Uh, Dan Housing, or Chris, Chris Jericho, or Judas, whichever you may call him, uh, asked Dan Housing to do a comedy show for some reason. I don't know why. But he was like, oh, well, I can invite Billy Ass, a legend. Also, by the way, that is not swearing. That's his last name. He puts it on the back of his shorts. It says Mr. Ass. So, Correct. You know, he said, I'll invite him. And then his little ass boy showed up, too. They started to cause a ruckus. You know, then the crowd started chanting ass boys. They seemed to have a terrible... Terrible time with it for some reason. They get really mad, even though it's their last name. They just embrace their legacy. And, uh, you know, that was there. And then, oh, Dan Housen also saved Chris Jericho on his own cruise. You saved Jericho? Getting beat up by, uh, what's uh, the chaos project? They're causing chaos. Oh, Luther. Yeah, yeah. Luther and the, the snake man. Right. And uh, what, what? He came down the ramp, the crowd erupted, and he saved Chris Judas from them both. So we've been friends ever since. Dan Housen's debut uh, on AEW came at Beach Break uh, back in January when you were you were under the ring, and you came to the aid of Orange Cassidy, which 
just shocked the hell out of a lot of people, including me. Talk about your contribution to Orange Cassidy's win. Oh, you know, I think what Adam Cole was undefeated as, as of that date, yes. And I guess technically still he's undefeated because it was unsanctioned, correct? Well, he, Although he was technically physically defeated that day. Right. He was pinned. It's not on the record books, but it was probably because of Danhausen's curse. Let me let you in on a little secret. Don't tell anyone. Okay. I just point at people sometimes, and I see that they're cursed, and then bad things just seem to happen to them. So I don't know if they work or not, but it seems so. Don't tell anyone. You can edit that out. Yeah, we'll ed- edit that out. It, it seems to be a very evil plan that you have. Yes, well, you know, it's, it seems to distract them or something. I don't know. And then they usually get hit. It's wonderful. Yeah. But anyways, for the strike death from the record. Okay. That, that seems to be how we did it. Also, beach break. We were in January. It was like zero degrees outside. Yeah, it was brutal. It was a huge pop when you came out. Uh, I think they were surprised and shocked, much like Danhausen. Yeah, but it's also, you've got quite a following. A little bit, maybe. Who knows? Maybe Danhausen is taking over the internet and the televisions now soon. Right. Were you surprised at the uh, fan reaction or it was just another day in the life of Danhausen? Oh, when you're as famous as Danhausen, it's just another day in the business. But it was, uh, you know, he was taken back by it. It was a little bit louder than he had initially thought it was going to be. So it was quite nice because uh, under the ring, Danhausen was wondering, will they know? And they did. So, and you were quite surprised. Shocked. Excalibur, he was probably quite surprised. Right. Aubrey, were you surprised? You were surprised. Uh, I was a little surprised. Oh, okay, just a little bit. I'm sure Jim Ross was quite surprised. I think Jim Ross was probably a little confused. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling Jim was, was very surprised. I was completely shocked. As long as he said, by God, he's Dan Housen. <laughs> so I, I want to talk a little bit about, Tony had mentioned you came out from under the ring, but you've been surprising people by coming out of the ring, under the ring for, for a bit now. Have you sort of moved in under there? Like, wh- what's it like under the ring? Oh, it's dark. It's cold. It's loud. It's very loud under there. I haven't moved under there. Also, I'm quite surprised no one just checks under the ring now to make sure I'm not under there before they start their match. You'd think that would be the case, but nevertheless, right then, I've been peppering in, just walking out, so that way we can keep the element of surprise out there. Got to be smart, have a good brain, and also, yeah, there's not really much under there. There's, you know, disguise clothes that Dan Housen wears, right? and then that, that's about it. Where is his little human disguise, gets under the ring, and then, you know, pop out, curse some people. Usually we leave because I assume they're going to win right after that. And sometimes they don't. I don't know what happened. That's another story. But obviously, if you look under the ring, you would have to cover up your face because your your white face would would glow or you could see you very easily under the ring, I would think. Oh, they're probably the red probably reflects on the cameras. That's logical. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The red, that's, you know, it's, it's a target. It's to distract people. And actually, it, it zooms them into your eyes. So you can hypnotize them. Also, don't tell anyone that. I won't. There's a lot of secrets here. Yeah, your eyes are very hypnotic. Talk about your relationship with best friends in Orange Cassie. What's your, you have a special connection with them in their best friends relationship? Yes. Well, you know, Dan Housen and his good friends. He's known Orange Cassidy for quite some time. So we did a tag team match. We actually were foes once on the independent scene for a place called First Wrestling. We wrestled in a mall. It was in Minnesota. I believe it was a mall from WCW. Oh, the old uh, Mall of America. Maybe, I don't know. It was some ball. Because Orange Cassidy disguised, no, he didn't disguise. He decided to, after a match, after we tagged, we won. We won with a double choke slam. It was wonderful. 
he decided to go try to get into stores in the mall, but the mall was closed. So then I thought I was going to get in trouble with him. He's a menace. So I have to, you know, keep an eye out for him. So that's what I'm doing. So far, so good. It seems to work. Except for when he came out, he cursed for the key stars. I thought he was going to get up and climb the ladder, but I think he was asleep outside. So what are we going to do with that? Got to wake him up. I tried. I did my best. Cursed Ricky, though, that worked. It did. Uh, so, so you're officially a part of the AEW family. You have a new t-shirt. You have this new fan base who's learning about you, getting excited about you. Congratulations. How does, how does your deal with Tony Connor, Tony Elite, as you call him, how did that whole conversation start and how did that deal come together? Oh, well, you know, we all got, uh, what, Ring of Honor closed. And then Dan Housen broke his leg, which was wonderful. What a wonderful time that was. Uh, and then he just kind of rummaged around the internet for a while. Showed up one day to say hello to people at uh, AEW. It was quite nice. He said hello to lots of people. I think we met uh, Tony that day. No, we've met at conventions. Yes. Yes, it's good. Dan Housen stole your chair once, you said. Yes. So then uh, Dan Housen went under the ring. I believe he heard the reaction that Dan Housen had gotten. and decided, you know what? This is time. He is all elite. He's very good. Look at him point. Look how he points. No one points quite like him. So what's your thoughts about uh, Tony elite buying Ring of Honor? Any thoughts on that? Oh, yes. Dan has lots of thoughts. Dave Honor has been quite a menace in Dan Housen's side for many years. Mm-hmm. So, he did not give in to almost any of his demands. So, you know, right there, strike three. And then, I think, he should be the owner of Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. You should give it to him. Because Dan Housen also helped Wardlow win the Ring of Honor, which I think he cashed in this week. But he lost. Because uh, that menace. Uh, Dan Housen's good friend, MJF. Very rich, very evil. So, shall I get Tony? Dan Housen will give him a new list of demands, which, of course, uh, is Dan Housen owns ROH. Should be quite wonderful. Stick it to him. Not Tony. <laughs> Dave Honor. And, uh, yes, then Dan Housen can make his own list of demands and write them off himself because he owns it. And then he can make himself the champion and the television champion and the six-man tag team ROH champions and the tag team champion. I, I like the idea of Danhausen becoming the <laughs> a champion of a promotion that he owns, which is probably the most indie thing I've ever heard. It's pretty great. Yes, Danhausen's seen this happen many times on the Independence, so I think <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> I, I like the term, stick it to him. I like that. Yes. Oh, I think it's a good idea. Great for ratings. So, so you had mentioned it briefly that you ended up breaking your leg. Uh, I think that happened around Halloween. It happened on Halloween. Oh. On Halloween. Oh. Uh, Halloween must be a cursed day. Cursed holiday now. Cursed holiday. Uh, having a show in Knoxville. How how did that happen, and how's the recovery going? The recovery is going good. We have wonderful doctors at AEW that help Dan has every single week. Great. His name is Josh. He's nice. He's got a mustache. Uh, hopefully one day when Dan Housen recovers, he can have a mustache of his own. Yes, so Dan Housen has a metal rod in his leg. He had broken his tibia and, what is it, fibula with an L. Mm-hmm. His fellow crashed down upon Danhausen's leg and snapped it in two. He heard a pop, pop, and he went, oh, good, this is wonderful. And he rolled to the side of the ring. I believe this was the only time Danhausen is sworn publicly. Uh, and then what happened? We went to the hospital. That was nice. And now we had surgery, what, a week later, I believe. Okay. And now every, every single week we're trying to recover it. I think we're getting pretty close. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. When you say pretty close, have they told you when you could possibly come back? Oh, who knows? Should we surprise people? Everyone always asks. Here's the thing. People tweet at Danhausen. They go, 
when he's wrestling. As though he's going to spoil it. Gotcha. So I don't know. Maybe soon. Hopefully soon. We shall wait till Mustache Josh says so. The doctor. Let's not spoil it. Soon, though. Sooner than later, I think. Okay. That's good news. I think so. Bring you out from underneath the ring or bring you out from your disguises and ring the bell and let you test that leg out. See how you do. Oh, by, by the way, Aubrey, I believe we made a deal on the cruise. We did? Yeah, we did. There's probably video evidence of it. We'll have to go back and look. If Dan Housing, if you're his referee, you have to count to three anytime Dan Housing pins someone. I told you you needed to pay me, and you didn't pay me, so... I will! I think I gave you $20. You did not. I asked for $20, and you were perplexed why I was asking for money. Oh, uh, well, you know, Dan Housing has a new contract, so I'll give you 20 bucks this time. There you go. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. All right, good. That means we'll have an undefeated streak, and then we can go straight to the top, and... You don't win the AEW World Championship. It's it's a very heavy belt. Just a heads up. You might need a blimp to carry it. Uh, well, I'll just get an assistant to carry it. An assistant? Yeah, I already have one. His name's Davis. It's wonderful. Personal assistant. Love it. I want to talk a little bit about your unique friendship with Conan O'Brien. Oh! Yes, you were on his podcast, uh, I think in April 2021. Had he seen you before? Was that the start of your friendship? Were you already friends before then? Oh, no, that was the start of the friendship. We we got invited secretly to be on his podcast. Dad Housing was screened, I believe it's called, through a producer. He did a video thing to make sure Dan Housing wasn't a weirdo, decided he wasn't, and then uh, put him on this podcast. He said, hey, are you available tomorrow at 5 p.m. to Zoom with Conan? And I was like, oh, oh, yes, absolutely. Had no clue that's what it was for. I thought Dan Housing was going to ask a question that would be submitted or something. And just be put on the podcast with that. But then Dan Housen was a guest. So, famous friends. Dan Housen saw Andy Richter at breakfast once. That was nice. Dan Housen met uh, Sona and Matt Gorley and Conan that day. And Conan seemed to take a liking to Dan Housen. Who knows what will come from it? Great friends. Great celebrity friends. Hollywood friends, if you will. Absolutely. So, how did that... I mean, you met all these people. Uh, your feelings after that podcast, how do you think it went for you? I think it went pretty well. Conan seemed to be a big fan housing of Dan Housing, as everyone knows. Dan Housing, big fan of Conan. Look at his hair. Same thing. Right. You can look at this hair via the, uh, hopefully they can hear the hair via the podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, hopefully we become the best of friends. Right now we're just good friends. Maybe Dan Housing will bring him into the good friends and we'll have a wonderful time. So you're also friends with some other very famous very rich people like we mentioned jericho cm punk oh yes the rocks your friend what does it mean to have them behind you and uh, to encourage your career i think it just further cements the legacy of Danhausen with the uh, the people who maybe don't know who Danhausen is but they see that the rock is uh, having a good time with Danhausen, doing some energy drinks and pt cruisers and such and you see cm punk having a wonderful time with Danhausen. he likes to beat people up all the time and yell at them so yeah. I think that's a, that's a nice stamp of approval, having CM Punk's uh, friendship is, uh, you know, quite wonderful. Danhausen actually was very sorry that he was not under the ring to save him from MJF. It was a little bit too early. It's a surprise. It's an absolute surprise. We don't know when you're going to pop out of the ring. We don't know when you're coming out of the tunnel. Got to keep people on their toes. Should have called Danhausen. He needed that. Uh, I think Moxley helped him out, but he, you know, he could have called Danhausen. Tweeted at him instead. Danhausen saw it too late. When he needed a surprise tag team partner. But, you know, maybe in the future Dan Housen can tag team with CM Punk. That would be quite nice. Quite a treat for Dan Housen. We are, we are talking with Dan Housen, the very nice, very evil Dan Housen. Coming up, we're going to talk about teeth, toys, tequila, 
here on AEW Unrestricted. This is AEW Unrestricted. Tony and Aubrey talking to Dan Housen, the lovely, wonderful, evil, very nice Dan Housen. You have a jar of tea that you come out with to the ring. And I'm curious, where do you get those teeth from? Oh, yes. Can they see taunts on here? Uh, We do release the video version. I'm not supposed to tell anybody, but there is a taunt happening on screen. If you are doing a bonus video podcast of some sort, maybe you know. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're paying attention, sometimes uh, Dan Housen will leave little hints of which uh, dentist might be giving Dan Housen his teeth. Did you have a pre-existing relationship with this said dentist prior to joining AEW? Have you always gotten the teeth from this dentist? Uh, Perhaps we knew each other from an independent wrestling company in Cleveland, Ohio. Who knows? Mm. Who knows if we were on shows all the time together? Who knows if Dan Housen got his teeth from such a former champion of some sorts? Wonderful champion. Long reigning. Who could it be giving Dan Housen his teeth that are legal weapons? (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Are we talking about Britt Baker here? Oh, my God. You cannot say that out loud. I was just wondering because I was thinking about longtime champion, and I was thinking about dentist, and then I heard uh, Aubrey say, oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> like... Was that the giveaway? Yeah, I think it put three and three together there, so... I'm nor deny it, because she will get mad at Dan as Britt Baker will. Well, she stays mad at me, and I'm one of her friends. Ah, okay. She gets mad at everybody, so it's fine. She got mad at me. Wow. That's because you counted to three against her. Yeah, Aubrey. Well, she was laying down counting the lights. Like, if she's down. Also, you stabbed your arm. Saw that. I just wanted to make sure that the, the shoulders were down and the pin was counted. And there's there's no way to argue Thunder Rosa's win. And the tax happened to be there. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just doing a job. Yeah, well, if Danhausen was there, he would not have done the job. He would have stood and said, hey. Broom boy, come out and sweep this. <laughs> sweep this before I count. I mean, there's so much stuff under the ring. Probably a broom boy down there. Sweep it, please, before I do my job. Can you explain to us curses versus cursing? Oh, yes. So, curses, okay. You know, cursing people. Yeah. There's a difference. Swearing is no good because we'll get taken off the air. Right. Apparently not, though. Wait, it seems like people swear sometimes on TV here. And they don't seem to get taken off the air, and the crowd seems to like it. So maybe Danhaus is just going to start having a potty mouth of some sort. In other words, you would as soon curse someone as you would call them a motherfucker. Oh, my God. Are we taking off? No, we'll be, we'll be fine. Listen, Aubrey, Aubrey Edwards is on this podcast. Yes, I'm normally the one that swears. Yeah. But I know Danhausen was on here today, so I was intentionally holding back. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I just, I was asking. I was being a good person. This was a legitimate <laughs> question. I was asking if he would soon curse then call someone a you know motherfucker but you never know yeah i don't think we'll, we'll curse people and swear at them at the same time i think it'd be too much i think the tv would explode how did you learn your curses is it something that you picked up over the years i'm, I'm going deep here now i get it i'm yes, going deep yes. right i told you i just i just point at people and i say you're cursed sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't usually like nine times out of ten it seems to actually do something so who knows? It could have been something passed down from gypsies in Romania. I don't know. You know, I don't know how curses start. Neither does Dan has, but he just says things sometimes. Actually, you know what? He does know how curses start. Have you ever done the internet with emails? <laughs> Once or twice. Yes. So, sometimes Dan has in his emails will get, you must send this message to 10 people or you'll be cursed for many <laughs> years. So, 
Danhausen was frightened. He had to send this email to many people, and now he just does that to people. He says, buy a t-shirt if you thirst, and it seems to work. So, got it from email, AOL, blue light special from Kmart. He's a disc, he puts it in his computer, and he gets the internet for one week at a time for free. Okay. But on eBay. Is Kmart still a thing? No, you buy the old discs on eBay, and then you get free internet. Gotcha. You're selling so much merchandise, you probably have just piles of money laying around. So buying these discs is probably nothing for you. Practically free. <laughs> so one of the things that I really love is that recently you were introduced to the AEW Glam Squad. Oh, yes. Our makeup team. And we, we saw a little bit of the, the eye sparkles added for Revolution. Did you pay them? Did, did they offer? Are we going to see more, more Danhausen? I don't know. What, what can we expect? Was Danhausen supposed to pay them? Slip him a 20? No. That's what I do. He walked in. He said, give, give me glitter on the red. He said, make this red glittery. Look nice for pay-per-view television. And they said, uh, okay, put your name on the list. And then we did it. So it looked beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, glamorous. What's better than being famous and looking glamorous at the same time? For nothing. So hopefully, you know, for special occasions, Danhausen will go in there and have this glam squad. Spruce him up. Spruce moose him. Maybe do his hair. Sometimes Dan Housen's hair is not quite the way he'd want it. Right now, it's great, though. Yeah, man. With the uh, cursing and the uh, the glitter now, you also have uh, your own kind of language. What is this? You put housing at the end of many words. Oh. Why does a word need housing at the end of it? Because I'll explain this to you very clearly. All right. Danhausen puts the housing at the end of everything, or like every end of a sentence or whatever it may be. People will always remember Danhausen's name. They'll never forget it. It's a way of hypnotizing them. Brilliant. I learned it from George Costanza. <laughs> There's one time he's leaving a hat somewhere and he goes, Costanza. Uh, and then the lady does not forget his name. Learned it from television. That's it. George Costanza. It's on a TV show called Seinfeld. It's a documentary following a comedian right. about his illustrious career and his good friends who hang out with him. And, uh, you know, nice little realistic look into the life of a comedian. Yeah. It's marketing. <laughs> it's branding, marketing. It's all of that. I get it. Uh, exactly. It's, it's like putting a little worm in your brain that reminds you that Dan Housen exists all the time. Right. Do you actually put worms in people's brains? Uh, no, we don't use worms. Worms are gross. But uh, what what was you going to say? I don't know what I was going to say now. I had worms in my brain, I think. Oh, sometimes it's insulting. That's what it was. I learned that from Chris Judas. Calls people the wrong names sometimes, and it seems quite menacing to them, and Denhausen enjoys that. So call them the wrong name. Maybe it's on purpose sometimes. Maybe sometimes I just really don't know their name. Who knows? Maybe it's like to lie. Lie to them. It's so smart. It's it's almost like you've you've been destined for wrestling at this point with all of these <laughs> saying your name all the time and getting other people's names wrong. It's, it's absolutely great. Love it. It's memorable. Dan Housen wants to make sure he's remembered his legacy. Speaking of memorable, uh, you haven't yet wrestled on AEW television, which all of us are eventually oh. looking forward to when your leg heals. But for those who saw you on the indies... One of the things that was extremely memorable about your matches was the uh, mid-match dance break oh. to the song Tequila. Yes. What inspired that? Uh, so, Dan Housen was wrestling this fellow, P.B. Smooth. He's about seven feet tall. And we were wrestling at the bar. So there's no wrestling ring for Dan Housen to utilize. 
to defeat this fellow because he was much bigger than Danhausen. So Danhausen slipped the barkeep a five and said, play this song. It will distract him. It will hypnotize the audience because then they'll start singing. It'll confuse this fellow. And as he's confused, Danhausen will kick him in the face because he was able to hop up on top of the bar to, uh, what is it, create an equal standing ground? Mm-hmm. That way, Denhausen's legs were at this fellow's head. So he was able to kick him in the head, which he normally would not be able to do. And then uh, he learned it from this movie called Herming, where this fellow goes into a bar and he beats a bunch of bikers up while he dances. So Right. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That's what it was. Pee-wee Herman. I think his name is Herman. So we learned it from that, and that's what inspired it was, you know, I had to go into the catalog of the brain figure out what is Dan Housen going to do to this fellow tonight because he cannot decimate him regularly like he would if someone was at his regular height. So had to uh, use musics and then it seemed to work. So and it seems to hypnotize the audience into cheering for Dan Housen. So kept it in the repertoire. We're going to have a bunch of fan questions coming up. Oh, they're bad. Dan Housen's going to curse them. That's okay. Uh, there's a lot of, about your action figure collection. Oh, okay. Yeah, Josh Johnson wants to know, this is uh, before we go into him, uh, has Dan Housen collected figures since he was a young Dan Housen? If not, what got him back into collecting housing? Oh, okay. See, that's too many housings, one. And two, tell uh, Josh right now, too many housings. Okay. All right, thank you. Uh, anyways, uh, so Dan Housen used to collect superhero toys, which seems like you do as well, Tony. Yes, I've got plenty of Batman stuff all over the place here. That's where Dan Housen started. It was Batman the Animated Series. And then, what, we had all the Marvel superheroes, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joes with the little rubber bands that would snap in half right in the middle. Horror toys, like the Crypt Keeper and stuff from the cartoons. And then Dan Housen got out of it, and then he got back into Marvel Legends, which is actually thanks to a one Ethan Page, or as he's uh, more famously known, Egon Page. Because he was collecting Marvel Legends, and he would send them to Dan Housen and go, you must buy these again. And then Dan Housen had two and then three, and then four, and then five, and now he has basically the whole collection, thanks to Egon. Egon now is Dan has a lot of money. <laughs> because you've been spending all this money to buy these action figures that he told you about. Yes, Dan hasn't said, I'm just going to buy the Spider-Mans. I'm going to buy the Spider-Man figures, and then he's like, well, look at this one. Look at this X-Men. And then Dan has had to go, oh, I have to buy that now. But now he's just got too many. We have another question on action figures from Fully Biked. Do you have a favorite figure of all time? Oh, uh, Dan Housen has a Sentinel Marvel Legend that's about three and a half feet tall. Wow. He has two of them now. Bought another one at Toy Hile. It was wonderful. Going for a third. Where, where do you keep all of these? Uh, Davis's basement, Dan Housen's assistant. Yeah, uh, makes him store them for him. That's what an assistant does. Stores your uh, crap. Stores your stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You know, you both have assistants, right? We do. Mine's right here. Yeah. His, oh, there's a nice bug. A dog. Yeah. There's a dog named Hank that makes Dan Housen's t-shirts. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he, ru- he runs the t-shirt printing company. It's wonderful. Hank does. Hank. Yes, Hank the dog. Okay. Hank the dog. All right. Well, good. We have something in common, plus collecting toys. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, fan questions are coming up next as we talk to Dan Housen on AEW Unrestricted Housing. AEW Unrestricted continues. Tony and Aubrey talking with Dan Housen, one of our newest members of AEW, and obviously a member of AEW that all you fans who have been going on the internet and 
have been active on the internet know all, all about. We don't have to tell you that much more about Dan Housen. With this question from Lord Alucard XO. Ah, Dan Housen's good friend, Dracula. Dracula, okay. It's Dracula backwards. Oh, D-R-A. Oh. He tricked you, Tony. Uh, okay. This is Dracula. Dracula backwards wants to know, how does Dan Housen uncurse someone if possible? Well, you slip him anywhere from 20 to to $100. And then he says, oh, you're uncursed. Evil Uno actually gave Dan Housen $100 to uncurse him. So did uh, Max Caster at his wonderful rap show. So some people may think this cursing thing is a racket. What? You know, who knows? Whatever you do? Are you saying you do? <laughs> no. no. We don't want to curse Tony. No, no please don't. Cur- we don't want to curse you. Dan Housen, Dan Housen loves you. So we're not going to do that. I only have this to be uncursed. What is that? It's a five. A five? Yeah. Come on, Tony. That's all I got. Andrew Jackson on that $5 bill? I've been married a long time, Dan Housen, so I don't keep my money. Member of the Jedical Appreciation Society, Andrew Jackson. I think that's what his name was. Uh, this is Abraham Lincoln. Oh, who's that? Inventor of the light bulb. Nice. That's exactly right. <laughs> Good. Had a house in Fort Myers. Who? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm I'm curious because I don't carry cash on me. Is there other forms of payment that you take? Like I'm I'm a really good cook, so I could make you something. Would that work? If you if I had been cursed, could that uncurse me? I suppose it was some sort of like pizza or something. Then I would accept that as payment. Has to be delicious though. If it's bad, you'll get extra cursed. Okay. Well, what what defines bad pizza? Stale. <laughs> if you have stale pizza. Do not leave it out overnight and then serve it to Dan Housen. Tony is dying. I thought you were going. What did he think? I thought maybe some sort of topping like pineapple or, but you you went stale. Oh, no. No, he actually had a smart answer. I don't like pineapple on pizza, but Dan Housen is not. uh, If you want to eat pineapple on your pizza, that's wonderful. Do it. If that's what you like, do it. Uh, That got me. Sorry. Oh, wow. Okay. More fan questions on the topic of cursing. E-Kid asks, what's the worst curse you've inflicted on someone and how much tequila housing did it take? Oh, what is this? Uh, well, I guess kind of accidentally cursed Chris Judas when I stole his credit card and bought everyone on the cruise a shot of tequila. I remember that. I suppose that encompasses both of those answers. <laughs> Maybe that's why Dan Anderson's not in the Friendship Society yet. Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> Still feeling a bit burned by Dan Housen. John McLaughlin wants to know, since Dave Honor sold Ring of Honor, is Dan Housen now owed two Blimphausens by Tony Elite? Oh, yes. I think that could be quite fair. Or, again, if he just wants to relinquish uh, ownership to Dan Housen of Ring of Honor, call it Ring of Housen, and then Dan Housen can write off his own blimp, and then Tony only has to worry about one. I'll even pay him $1 for the company. Ooh, $1. He can keep all the library. I don't care. I just want to own it. Uh, yeah, I, I like the sound of Ring of Housing. Yes, it's good. Dan Housing had a t-shirt there one time that said that. Oh, cool. Because his debut. Also, we must eliminate and eviscerate this tribal tattoo-looking logo they have. <laughs> I hate it. I'll talk about it now, but I hate it. The worst. Go back to the old one. Dan Housing put the old one on his t-shirt because the other one's not good. It's bad. It's cursed. Absolutely cursed. Okay. We have a a question from Real Steve V. Most of your AEW appearances have been very nice. 
Well, we eventually get to see a very evil side of Danhausen, if the money's right. Oh, if the money's right. Yes, that's true. We also have not seen Danhausen's, uh, we'll give it a little bit of, uh, Danhausen likes you too. So Danhausen has a new cape. He has a new entrance theme. It's a new entrance board. Hopefully they'll debut soon, but this is, I think, the first. I don't think anyone knows this. Exclusive content here on AEW Unrestricted Housing. Oh, yes. So, you know, that'll be very evil once Dan Housing gets the ring. Bell rings. One, two, three. Punch somebody in the groin. Don't look. No. And then Dan Housing. Pin that. One, two, three. Done. You can't punch people in the groin. We've been over this. Well, if it happens before the bell rings, what is the rules? That's, That's fair. Okay, so. You go like this with your hand in the air, and you're about to ring the bell, and Dan Housen just punches him in the groin. What are you going to do? You're going to disqualify Dan Housen? No. Oh, there we go. Oh, he found a loophole. Exactly. Dan, that's why Dan Housen uses the teeth, because they already have teeth in their mouth. So, like, it's not really like using thumbtacks or anything. It's just kind of gross. I'm completely lost here, Aubrey, so <laughs> <laughs> help me out here. I hope you didn't ask this one. At Beltran Novato, did you ask that one? I got lost in that answer. I'm just mesmerized. So much to unpack there. (laughs) Hypnotized, if you will. Hypnotized. Okay. Uh, Beltran Novato wants to know, and hang on with this one, uh, Dan Housen. Oh, God. Before you settled into the persona we see today, you transitioned to dark and highly aggressive alter egos on the indies. Given the right circumstances, will we ever see Dan Housen's old alter egos make an appearance for one-offs, or are you to consider those dead and buried? Ooh. The talking about when Dan Housen was a bit more evil. So the thing is, Dan Housen is iconic now. Right. So why did we change that? Good answer. That, uh, maybe, perhaps, I don't know, if it's Halloween or something, Dan Housen can dress up like someone, I don't know. And then we can get an extra action figure out of him, squeeze it out of him, get some more monies. There you go. But aside from that, why did we change this? It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Why would Dan Housen go back to being too evil? If you're, so here's the thing. Dan Housen is very nice, very evil, because if you're too evil, people do not like you enough. You don't want to spend their monies on you and throw their monies at you. And if you're too nice, people do not like you because you're a dork. So if you are very nice, very evil, it is the perfect mix because then people respect you. Right. They do not want a dork, and they do not want a uh, a jerk of some sort. Right. You have a very good handle on the business side of the business. It appears so. It appears Dan Housing's done quite well for himself, huh? I think so. We have a question from MJF Scarf. Oh. Yes, the, the actual Scarf asks questions from time to time. Ah, I have one of those. It's wonderful. I gave MJF his scarf, actually. Could we ever see Dan Housing team up with Max Housing? Oh, yeah, well, I would like that. That would be quite nice. He loves Danhausen, for sure. That's why we both, we wear the scarves sometimes together. We go out in town and have a good time. Hopefully, Danhausen would like to uh, team up with MJF. He's been a bit of a menace messing around with uh, Danhausen's great friend, CM Punk. But they're both on the list, though. Danhausen would like to team with both of them. We get a feeling by looking over these questions and that the people understand you. And this is from LaRange who obviously understands you very well. Oh. Lorraine says, neither blimps nor PT cruisers fit underneath the ring. True. And I know someone as rich and famous as Dan Housen only travels in the finest vehicles. So my question is, what stylish mode of transportation is Dan Housen using to get under the ring? Oh, oh my. 
<laughs> a hoodie and sweatpants, I think. <laughs> there you go. Is that a mode of transportation? I believe that's the mode we're using. Okay. You develop these people, Dan Housen. And a man with the hat. <laughs> A man with the hat is his mode of uh, transportation. Okay. Yes, there's a man with the hat and a bird. The, there's a bird. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Coco beware? No, I don't think so. You know, wonderful people helping Denhausen sneaking around. The man with the bird, yes. No, whatever his wonderful name may be, I believe he is bird. He's he is bird. He's the man with the Wonderful. Bird. Denhausen knows him from Ring of Honor, so he helps Denhausen out. That's right. You both, uh, you both know each other from Ring of Honor. Like eight years ago. Chris on Twitter asks, and this is a question I had as well. You were you were applying for jobs, yes, and you had filled out a application for A and W, which is oh, a yes. burger restaurant. Yes. Uh, when exactly did you find out that you were not actually applying to AEW, but you were applying to A and W? I think it was when Dan Housing got hired at AEW. So the problem is their little and sign looks like an E. Right. So it was confusing. I thought they were little uh, headquarters around town for AEW because it's such a big business. Right. So famous and popular that they had headquarters in every state. So Danhausen went to the drive through to try to talk to Tony, and he was not there. So Danhausen took an application and filled it out. And it seemed to have kind of worked, actually, because Danhausen got hired pretty soon after that. So who knows? I think I got hired at both. Now you work for this wonderful hamburger establishment and AEW. <laughs> now you notice we have A&W root beer in the fridges. Yeah. That's right. Who do you think did that? Dan Housen and Chris Judas, I think, because I think he did a commercial for them. Okay. Uh, Rockin' Robin 81 wants to know, please ask Mr. Dan Housen, what is his favorite music album that he likes to listen to at the moment? Oh, my God. Brody King has a wonderful band. They're called God's Hate. And I believe the album is called Be Harder. I don't know. Is that the album called? No, it's God's Hate. It's just called God's Hate by God's Hate. That's what it is. Okay. Never mind. That's the main song from it, though. So he has a wonderful band. It's a heavy music band. You should listen to it. Scott Sorrell has this wonderful new theme song with the Kings of the Black Throne. And hasn't listened to that a lot. It's a good gym song. It uh, has a good flow. Heavy music. Heavy music. Heavy music. Heavy times. Well, uh, Dan Housen. It's great to have you here, man. Yes. Oh. It is great. And there's a lot of people. I've got a long list of people I want cursed. Oh, well, you know what? Just give it to Dan Housen. Dan Housen will curse him for you for free of charge. I'll give it to Dan Housen. Many of those people uh, are in the back that people never see on TV. Oh. <laughs> and they, and they <laughs> so just follow me around backstage sometimes, okay? Yes. Do you have any wrestlers you want Dan Housen to curse? Yeah, there are a couple, absolutely. But it's, let's give give Dan Housen one of them. We'll see if he can what he can do. Britt Baker. Britt Baker. Ah, so this is why we didn't ask you because we knew you'd say that. I'm not going. I'm not in on that one at all. All right. Well, what is yours, Tony? Who do you want Dan Housen to curse? Well, MJF. Obviously, oh, okay. I, I want you to curse him. Sean Spears. The chairman. Yeah. Curse Arn Anderson. Oh yes. Yeah. Dan Housen owns Arn Anderson a uh, groin punch. Oh, please do it. Uh, if you can find his groin because of his belly. Oh! Okay. Just... <laughs> oh, my God, Tony. <laughs> what a deceit. Well, uh, we'll curse. Uh, we'll try to curse MJF. Do you think Wardlow needs a new bodyguard by any chance? Now that he fired MJF? I would say no, but I think you could probably talk him into it. Yeah, I think I should protect Wardlow. I think that would be a good job. So MJF is just hanging around the chair guy now. Yeah, Wardlow's a good guy. I think he could... Uh, he's very nice. Also, I think... Uh, 
FTR seems to need a manager. Perhaps Dan has he can lead them to some championships. That would be great. Maybe as we move along here at AEW, we will find out that there's more to Dan Housen than just coming out from under the ring and selling shitloads of T-shirts. Yes! I'll allow the swearing for that one. That one's great. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, listen, you can follow Dan Housen on Instagram and Twitter at DanHousenAD. You can listen and follow this podcast. We are AEW Unrestricted, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, that's on Apple or Spotify. And uh, check out the video episodes on YouTube. Just search AEW Unrestricted. Don't leave a comment because I ain't reading them. Nope. No, you can really leave a comment because I'll be reading them. I don't read them. No one reads them. I'm not reading them either. There you go. Man <laughs> after my own heart. You can watch AEW Elevation, Dark Elevation, Mondays on YouTube. You can watch Dark, Tuesdays on YouTube. You can watch Dynamite on TBS, 8 o'clock, 7 central on TBS. And you can watch AEW Rampage on TNT, 10 o'clock, 9 central, TNT, TBS, YouTube. We're taking over. I love it. I'm Aubrey Edwards. This is Tony Schiavone, along with Dan Housen. Thank you for listening to this very nice and very evil podcast. Goodbye. Come on, throw your hands up. Let me see you. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gon' turn it.